Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott in the big chair today. Bob is on his way to Vancouver along with the Oilers. They get the Canucks tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad, an 8 p.m. puck drop, 6.30 for your City Ford face-off show. And let's just get right to it with our next guest because there is an awful lot to discuss in the hockey world. Let's bring aboard Elliot Friedman for our friends at Mid-City Construction, thanking everyone on the roads this year for their patience, making it another safe and successful construction season. Mid-City Construction, celebrating 40-plus years. Elliot, appreciate you taking the time, as always, man. How's it going today? I'm doing well, Brian. Already today is a better day. I think I have an inkling as to what's about to come next, but why is that, Elliot? Where, where's I? You know, I didn't check. Where's Edmonton playing tomorrow? Where's Stoffer? <laughs> They're on the West Coast, so he. Oh, is, that's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I get a little time to shine here, and I get to talk to you, which is one of the perks of my job, as I see it. Uh, <laughs> maybe more so on a day where there's a lighter subject matter, but uh, we are in the business for all that comes in front of us. And right now, yeah. it's it's the Blackhawks sexual assault scandal, Elliot, and the latest breaking thing that uh, happened this morning, and maybe the thing that has drawn the question for me is you know when you see a guy like Kevin Sheveldayov not uh, facing any further punishment because of the role that he was a judge to have at that time and you see Joel Quenville who is now removed from his position and or has resigned from his position in Florida and you know for his involvement and I'm just seeing kind of a variance in, in all of the names that I saw listed in that report that I read in terms of who's been discussed as as you know maybe a more of a culprit or, or more responsible than the next guy. So uh, I guess my question to you is, what is what is causing the variance in this right now? How slow moving of a process is this? You know, what where are we at with this whole thing? Yeah, you're talking about the Kevin Sheveldayoff situation? Just today, in like general, the discrepancies. You see Sheveldayoff, he's he's not being punished any further. You see Quenville, who has you know, had a pretty significant uh, fallout from this. So the, the differences in what I'm, you know, in everybody involved right now, I guess. Well, I, I think, you know, I don't have a good answer for you on that because I'm asking the same question. What is the difference? And Sheveldayoff is expected to speak publicly next week. And um, I, I think we all, I think we're all expecting clarity. Like what, you know, what is different about your situation? And by the statement that he's a junior member, I'd like to hear more. Um, you know, I, I have to say I, I'm not thrilled with the way everything has unfolded uh, in his situation over the past 
three months. Um, I thought the statement in July, while legally accurate, was misleading. Um, there was no, um, no indication at all that we would find out on Tuesday uh, that he was in the room. And I'm, I'd still like to know more. Like, I, I'd like to understand, you know, why that situation is, is different than any other. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what is said publicly when he meets with the media next week. Because I look at this today and I, I don't, I'm probably like a lot of other people. I'm wondering, you know, why his situation is different than the other ones. I don't, I'm not the type of person, I don't believe that this is a problem that exists in the vacuum of what they deem to be hockey culture, right? It happens in organizations across all walks, I'm sure, unfortunately, every day. And the only way that we're going to facilitate change is by processing the pain when these stories sort of come to light. Um, you know, what, what, is, what is next in this situation? Where do we go from here? And how, how important is transparency in these next steps, Elliot, in terms of... You you know, rebuilding the trust for hockey as it stands right now? Well, I think one of the things that has to happen is I think the punishments for not reporting should be public. And I think they should be set, and I think they should be stiff. Like, one of the things right now is you take a look at Chicago, they got fined $2 million, and several people lost their jobs. Now, I think the job loss is significant because, um, I, because what we've learned here, with the exception of Shovel Day Off right now, is that you, and I think everybody can understand, everybody listening to this can understand this kind of power dynamic. You're in a meeting. You're not the most powerful person. The most powerful person decides a course of action and you're sitting there saying, well, I'm not changing this person's mind because I don't have the power to do it. Or I'm not changing this person's mind because I battled them on so many other things. I'm just choosing not to pick this battle. And that's kind of what happened here. And it costs, and we learned for several people, that excuse wasn't good enough. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So we know you've got a significant punishment here, but the $2 million was not enough. I think there should be a stiff fine, and I think we should know what it is in advance. And I think there should be a hockey penalty. I think there should be a loss of a draft pick or something like that, and, or maybe more. And, you know, one of the things you have here is that this is so damaging to the team in the league that, you know, it's worth – hurting the team for it so what i think one of the things i think has to happen brandon is there has to be a big uh penalty here but we have to know what it is like i think everybody should know if you don't do this then it's going to be this 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 and this a more stern precedent i think than what we've seen coming through right now is what I would like to see. Absolutely. And that's sort of what I'm hearing and, and what you're saying as well. Where does Donald Fear land in all of this, in your opinion? This is where I get a little bit worried from the perspective of a current player and in, in that, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like Beach tried to advocate for himself to the Players Association at that point. And even at that point, it wasn't properly addressed. So where are we at right now with Donald Fear and how that situation may proceed? Or is that sort of stopped and, and processed? 
No, I think that's going to proceed. Um, I don't think that part of the chapter is over at all. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things that kind of gets asked here is, are we sure that the con the conversation was all, and it wasn't, be uh, this is splitting hairs, but I, I just want to make sure we're clear about it. Beach um, did not reach out to fear himself. It, I think in the, I think in the report they call him a compatriot or something like that, of his reached out and spoke to Fear. And then I believe Beach spoke to the doctor. Um, and now the Players Association, in its statement, made it very clear that the doctor was at fault for not telling um, uh, the rest of them what Beach had told them. And, you know, if you've ever dealt with a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist out there, um, you know, it's supposed to be kept confidential, but there are times when you can say, all right, I believe that we have to know about this. And this kind of situation would definitely qualify. And I think the Players Association feels that that didn't happen. I know they're going to talk about changing the rules to make sure that does happen. However, there are plenty of people out there who find it very hard to believe that those were the only two people in the Players Association who knew that, you know, fear and the doctor. So I, I do think that this is, this story, this part of the story is not going away and several other parts of the stories are not going away. Chatting with uh, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers, brought to you by Mid-City Construction. Some obviously much reaction pouring in from the players in particular over the course of yesterday. And, you know, maybe in the Edmonton market, it was interesting to hear Taylor Hall talking about things and referencing the old boys club and things that need to change in that sense. What have you made about some of the, the reaction of the NHL players that are in the league right now? Well, I, I think that uh, in, unless you're really not human, you, I think you feel a lot of the way that, you know, Taylor Hall does. Um, you know, I, what happened here is it's, it's sad and it's completely unacceptable. And, you know, you know, one of the people I know who knows Beach a little bit that I was talking to the other day compared it to David versus Goliath for 11 years, basically. And, you know, just imagine, you know, you being in, in your shoes and, and, and his shoes and what that's like. So um, I think people understand that. You know, I, I think people understand that, um, you know, getting to the top of the mountain, like in hockey, being an NHL player, is it's a, it's a very, very hard challenge. You know, what percentage of people get there? And then to have your chance at that, uh, you know, basically ruined by what happened here. I think people understand that's that's not right and it's not acceptable. Certainly not easy to process what's going on right now. But again, that's the only way we're going to end up at, at a resolution with any of it. So that's, you know, my messaging is just don't have snap judgment about any of this because it seems like it's going to take a long time for all of this to, to really play out and, and sort of come out in the wash. And 
it's a time where there's a great reckoning across all sports about this kind of thing coming to the forefront. And we're not too far removed. I don't even know if we're two months removed from the National Women's Soccer League having a very similar, uh, you know, outing of a predatory coach in that sense. So not exclusive to hockey, but I do want to keep the, the talk exclusive to hockey as much as we can. So mm-hmm. Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley. Elliot signing a long-term deal and adding yet another big piece to that salary cap for 2022, which now has, I think it's 59% of the Maple Leaf salary cap wrapped up in just five players. Now, of course you were going to resign Morgan Riley, for but now. somebody has to go, right? Well, the, the thing about this, and this is what somebody warned me this morning, is that you, they don't have to worry about this till next year. Like, I always thought in Riley's case that they could punt it to later in the season and let play decide, right? And basically what happened was Riley wanted to stay, he was willing to take a bit less, and they had to work on the structure. And that's what happened. And, you know, but, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to keep it all together, but you wait to this offseason to see who performs and who doesn't. Simply put, now I, I agree with you. He's probably more of a, a nine million dollar defenseman on the market, just because of you know who he is and his draft status and that sort of thing. What does he mean to Toronto, though? What does he mean to to those who don't get to watch him on a nightly basis, who aren't in that market? Well, I think that at the end of the day, like to me, it's similar to Darnell Nurse in the sense that he's like. One of the reasons you guys signed Darnell Nurse last year and went all the way out to do it was because he's an oiler, right? Yeah. You know, he wants to be an oiler. Um, you know, Edmonton has a difficult time uh, over the years keeping players. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, you know, he's a guy who wants to be an oiler, so you make sure you find a way to get that deal done. I think Riley is the same kind of way. He wants to be a Leaf. You know, last summer, you know, Canadian teams had a hard time luring players here. Um, You know, a lot of guys made it clear they didn't want to go there or you were going to have to really overpay me to go there. And so, you know, you've got a guy in Riley who wants to be there. He's a key part of your team. He's still a very good player. Um, you know, defensemen are hard to find. You get him at about a million and a half less than what a lot of other free agent defensemen are being paid. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, and if you saw the video today of the team, 
the team when he it was announced to him when it was announced and the team just jumping all over him. He's a pretty beloved guy in there. And longest-serving Leaf as it stands right now as well. Um, hey, former Leaf Nazem Kadri mixing it up. Not not uh, well-liked in St. Louis, it would seem. And uh, Jordan Bennington sort of up to his crazy goalie tricks. Uh, a lot going on there, though. Were you surprised that because Braden Shen had stepped up and, and sort of, and, you know, and then Kadri stepped up in his own right and answered for that headshot on Justin Falk. And then Falk yeah. wanted his own pound of flesh last night. And there was, you know, a little bit of hijinks. What did you make of that? Is that that? That sort of situation just follows Nazem Kadri around, doesn't it? He pisses people off. There's no question about that. <laughs> the way he, he plays hard and he drives people crazy. You know, I'll tell you this. I think Kadri's an excellent player, and I, I'd absolutely love to have him on my team. The The question is, can he, can he stop himself from going over the line? And the reason he's no longer a Toronto Maple Leaf is he couldn't. And we saw, you know, does Colorado beat Vegas last year? if he can control himself. And, you know, that's, that's the issue. I don't think anybody questions his talent. I don't think anyone questions uh, his will. I don't think anyone questions how much that guy cares. Um, but, you know, I, I think they question, can he control himself? And he's almost a perfect player. He, he really is a hell of a player. It's just, can he control himself? Can we wrap up with the obligatory what's the latest on Jack Eichel's situation, please? <laughs> there, there, there is something going on. There. Like, I, like Vegas and Buffalo, I think they're trying. Vegas and Buffalo, interesting. Yeah. And how many pieces would Vegas need to send back the other way, do you think? I, I don't know. Like, like the one thing is, is that people are being really tight-lipped about it because obviously there's players involved here and it's been going on for a few days and in case it get in case it falls apart i think everybody's being very quiet on the identities elliot appreciate the time and the insight my friend we'll chat next week all right brennan have another week of great questions and insightful commentary uh, I got to tell you, twice a year, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. We always try and make the most of it. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Take care, man. That is uh, Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction. You know him from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Mid-City Construction thanking everybody on the roads this year for their patience and for making it another safe and successful construction season. Uh, reminder that some guests of this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or uh, simply savoring a night on the town, Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We'll step out, come back with the James H. Brown injury report on Oilers Now. 12.54 in the Capital Region. The Oilers Now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Cody Jansen, do you have something shaking on the injury front? I got two things for you. One from last night, and that's Washington Capitals forward TJ Oshie. He's considered weak to week with a lower body injury and then the New Jersey Devils announced today that Jack Hughes he's going to be reevaluated in five weeks after that dislocated shoulder yeah that was an ugly check and you hey shoulder injuries to hockey players I worry 
Now, worry, he's a young one. He should bounce back, but that's that's tough. I know what it uh, it cost Josh Anderson, you know, a couple of years worth of production for sure. Hey, you can follow Oilers now on a great road trip to the city of Seattle to watch the Oilers play the Kraken. The package includes a great game ticket and a welcome reception with Bob and some special guests as well. Plus, see the Seahawks host the 49ers on Sunday night football. Oh, yeah, for the Oilers now. Seattle road trip, you can call New West Travels. 780-432-7446 or go online to newwesttravel.com. Just looking uh, looking through Twitter here and one of the things, where I had something I wanted to bring up. You know, it's slipping my mind. Oh, the, uh, the, the Aldrich's name on the Stanley Cup. So this is a point of contention, obviously, because even if it wasn't brought to the attention of the organization during the run, it was certainly brought to their attention afterwards. And after that point, he was still involved in the celebrations. He still has his name on the Stanley Cup. So the talk today was, how do you get Bradley Aldrich's name off the Stanley Cup? And it's it's actually something that the Chicago Blackhawks would have to do. So it's not a matter of the Hall of Fame or anything like that taking uh, a stance. It's the Chicago Blackhawks organization that's responsible for lobbying for that to happen. So I suspect that that would. And Rocky Wirtz did reach out to Lanny McDonald. I did see that. About having his name removed. Yes. It says, I'm just looking at the headline right now. They feel that that's an appropriate course of action. I don't know uh, whether or not in history that's ever happened. Cody, you'll look it up. <laughs> That's awesome. We've got the text line here. A couple uh, coming in. Uh, oh, man. Morgan Riley, an overpriced underachiever. I don't tend to agree with that. I think he's been plenty productive, but I do think that they have way too many big contracts in Toronto. Uh, another texture out of Edmonton says, uh, who knew that we would ever see another Ron Hextall again? Let's not <laughs> let's not disrespect Ron Hextall's intimidating presence by equating Jordan Bennington to Ron Hextall. But if there was a modern incarnation, if not Robin Leonard, maybe it would be. Mike Smith's pretty fiery too. Now I'm thinking about who the toughest goaltender in the league is right now. A couple minutes left here uh, in the first hour of Oilers Now. Coming up in the second hour, we will check in with Sportsnet's Mark Spector uh, for the horses, horse racing Alberta. After the 1.30 news, it's Brad Lauer coming to join and tee up what's going to be an absolute heavyweight tilt in the WHL tonight at Rogers Place. Winnipeg Ice are coming into town. I think they're still undefeated on the year. They are boasting, you know, St. Albert's, uh, Matt Savoy. They've got Connor Geeky, who is another top flight pick. Uh, Carson Lambos should still be with them. They are a great Western League team rolling through against the number three ranked team in the country. you got number two going up against number three. It's going to be excellent tonight. Jake Neighbors, though, he's been doing too well, and he's still up with the St. Louis Blues. So how much is he being missed by Brad Lauer and the coaching staff? We'll get some thoughts on that. And your Edmonton Elks will be on 6.30, Chad, later this evening, 7.45 game time. The Hamilton Tiger Cats at Commonwealth Stadium for the only time this year. So we'll get a bit of a tee up. They've been off for a while. It's been, uh, they had the bye week. So I think it's been about 10 or more days since they 
last played. Dave Campbell from the broadcast team here at Chad will weigh in on that. But not before a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.